Cheers, y'all. Well, 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 well. Now, I have to admit, that's a little harder to do with the mask on. <laughs> I welcome, like the mask. Welcome, my friends, to this fine radio program, podcast, and video extravaganza known internationally as the world-famous Smoking and toasting. I like the little uh, uh, size adjustment thing on the yeah. side. Oh of yeah, your you mask. can totally, uh, you know, adjust it to your ears. So, our show is brought to you by MyCigarShirts.com. They got great shirts and hoodies and sweatshirts and stuff for cigar lovers. But they also have this, and I bought one this week because I really wanted one, and I thought I would wear it to start the show to do the plug for our sponsor. It says right across the front, as soon as I take this off, I'm having a cigar. And it's got a little cigar. Uh, the, yeah. It's the MyCigarShirts.com uh, uh, cigar uh, in in the logo. So, all right, so now I'm going to take it off to make it a little bit easier to talk. But, yeah, I wanted to do that. I, I thought it was really cool. In fact, I've, cool. Already got, I've worn it out a couple of times and already gotten a few comments on it so there it is uh, <laughs> in all of its in all of its glory and it's actually really comfortable too which is nice it's got the little uh piece of uh, metal there for the yeah, nose yeah. and you can adjust it appropriately i'm also wearing by the way this is the I, you can tell i i got busy ordering stuff on the internet this week i see that um this is the mycigarshirts.com hoodie and it just has the logo and this is mycigarshirts.com because Cigars. Love it. Absolutely so, love it. Yeah. So they are our sponsor. Please visit them. Please buy hey, Christmas gifts for everyone. We need to thank them for being smart enough to put the logo on the front instead of the back. I've I've had uh, or seen hoodies yeah. where they put the logo on the back right where the hood covers right, it up. Right, and you can't see what it is. So you only see part of it. You're yeah. like, what, what is that yeah. doing? No, I like it up here on the sort of breast pocket area. That that, that totally works. Yeah, so. that's pretty good stuff. Well, we are excited about today's show. It's smoking and Toasting, Crap Beer, Fine Spirits, and Hand Rolled Cigars, brought to you by MyCigarShirts.com, because cigars. cigars. And this is show number 214. Today we begin tackling... We are halfway, halfway to, to 300. To, I was going to say halfway to 500. But, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we Today we begin tackling... Um, the myriad lists that are starting to pour out at the end of the year. Cigar Aficionado does their top 25 cigars. That'll be that'll come after the first of the year, mm -hmm. but they'll do the top 25 cigars of 2020. We were talking to Alan Denny, our buddy, uh, who nobody cares about uh, this week. You and I were both there enjoying a cigar with him and talking about what we thought might make that list. It's going to be interesting to see. Uh, but we do already have the list. And uh, it's from, you know, a very reputable source of the top 20 whiskeys of the year. It's from Whiskey Advocate. Top so. 20 whiskeys of the year. Yeah. So we'll be talking about that. we got plenty of other lists uh, that we can get to if we have time. Brewers have picked their five favorites for 2020. We talked about that last week. We didn't get to the list. And uh, there's just so much going on in the world of cigars and uh, and spirits and, and uh, craft beer. And ev all of these year-end lists are so much fun to go through. It's a, it's a hopping time of the year. Uh, I've been asked a few times by different people, hey, you know about cigars, right? Yeah, I know a little bit. Um, my father-in-law or my so-and-so likes cigars, and I'd like to get him a cigar. What should I get him? The answer is a Padron Anniversario. The answer is always get him one of those. Now, are you are you saying that even for, what if it's like fairly much a beginner? Because oh. that's No, that, not that for a beginner. Punch, I'm talking right? about when they say he likes cigars. I want to impress him. Okay, so here's here's my challenge to you then. For next week's show, which will be the final show before Christmas, we have next week's show, and then the Thursday after that is Christmas Eve. We won't do a show on Christmas Eve. Uh, but So next week's will be the last show before Christmas. Let's you and I both come up with a list 
of if somebody says, just like they said to you, I need to get a cigar. I want to get a cigar for a gift or some cigars for a gift for this person, and they are X. Let's do some picks for a novice smoker. Let's do some picks for, you know, uh, maybe different different kinds of well, smokers that we would recommend, like you're saying with the anniversary. Right. So the anniversary, I think, is, is, is the great gift idea because, first off— I know you gave me one for my birthday. It's, it's still, kind of pricey. And, it's and still in the humidor. They have that series, uh, so you can get like the 45th anniversary, right. the 80th, the man's 80th. You can get the uh, um, uh, the 30th. There's a bunch in yes. that series, and they're all. They're all. I mean, the 45th being my favorite. Yeah. Um, but I mean, that's a single cigar. You're going to spend about 30 bucks mm-hmm. for one cigar, and it's going to be badass. And and if they're if you're giving it to somebody who knows cigars, they'll know you spent. 30 bucks on the yeah, cigar. And if you know? they only know cigars a little, they'll know after they smoke it, holy crap, what was that? Yeah, yeah. And it'll, it'll spoil them to a certain extent. <laughs> but but that's okay, because that's what you want to do when you give a gift to somebody that you like, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. So, all right. Uh, well... Um, yeah, so let's do let's do some. Actually, let's let's make it next week's show will be gift giving ideas for cigars, spirits, and craft. Absolutely, beer. that's so a great one. That'll be our homework for the week to work. Cigars, spirits, and craft beer. Yep, and All and right. we'll come up with little lists, and we can do our suggestions. I and, got homework. Yeah, you got homework. You know, right. you may think this show is all just showing up and drinking beer and rum. You know, I, I left the house earlier. I said I said to my wife, she's <clears> working at home. I said, "Bye, honey. I'm going to work." Yeah, yeah. You may think that this show is all just showing up and, you know, drinking craft beer and, and rum. And today the show's really going to be showing up and drinking craft beer and rum. But, but it's work to someone. Yes, it is. Someone's got to do it. Yeah. And here we are. And if so, you can't day drink, yeah. I'm here for you. <laughs> That's right. I I know my uh, my brother-in-law, Michael, uh, shows up in the show notes every once in a while. He's fond of saying, as the show starts, he'll type in, let the day drinking begin. <laughs> ah, see, there's another shirt right there. Yeah, yeah. Smoking and toasting, vicariously day drink with us. Yes, I like it. I like it. All right, we'll, we will. We will work on that. Uh, speaking of day drinking, uh, some interesting uh, beers and spirits on the show today. We'll be trying the unsung brewing companies. Vater von Pils. I love that name. It's a pilsner. Yeah, it is a very interesting, and it's an interesting can too. You'll get a kick out of seeing this. Um, Ian has brought in, and he's been teasing me about this IPA for several weeks now. Uh, he brought in several. They're the little mini cans. He brought in several of the little mini cans of Austin Beer Works Laser Salad Double IPA. So, let me tell you, I was in the uh, grocery store, and I was in Round Rock, um, which is just north of Austin. Um, mm-hmm. I was in the grocery store, and I saw this. And I don't usually go out and buy IPAs. I, right, you're, occasionally I do. Like I'll right, buy a Ghost in the Machine, or I'll right. buy. Uh, I buy them all the time. But you, stone you tend or towards something other like that yeah. if I just feel like it, you know. So I don't generally go buy IPAs. And I saw these, and uh, you'll see them when it comes up. But the cans are just so damn cute. Here, I'll, I'll just. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm just gonna go out and say it. They're so freaking adorable. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> But for me, that's and like, I like that's Austin like Beer Works anyway. This yes. is so for those of you just listening, Josh, um, the uh, <laughs> the you know like the little tiny Coke cans that you get. Yeah, that's yeah. what the, that's the size can this is. But this is a this is a Austin Beer Works Laser Salad Double IPA. You know, it's always you're always talking about when you have one of those huge beers and you can say. To your wife, well, I only had one beer. Yeah, this is kind of the opposite. Yeah, of that. right. Yeah, this is like Homer Simpson when Marge says, "Homer, have you been drinking?" And he says, "No." Well, 
10 beers. <laughs> so, but you could easily do probably 10. Although it is a double. No, so no, no. It, you do not. Uh, well, we'll talk about that when time comes. Right. You do not want to do 10 of those. I'm looking forward we to it. We want to. I, too, love Austin Beer Works. I've always been a fan of, yeah. of their I stuff. I mean, they make great beers. So. Yeah. Uh, I wish they'd been around when I was in Austin in college, but right. they weren't. Yeah, yeah. Uh, probably best, actually, that they weren't. <laughs> and very excited about this. Every year we try to do this on the show, and uh, I had not found it yet, but I did find it this week, and I was overjoyed. Anchor Brewing Company, the guys that do Anchor oh, Steam, yeah. they do a Christmas beer every year, and it's always different, and it's always outstanding. Yeah, you never know. You can't you can't exactly go ahead and say ahead of time it's delicious because you don't know each year to year, but. I've never been let down. That's right. And it's also a uh, a dark bottle, so you're not even really yeah, quite no sure idea. what it is. And the label's always the same minus yeah. the date. The only thing so different is know. the date. Yeah. But, uh, but I'm really excited to be uh, trying that today, Anchor Brewing's special Christmas Ale 2020. And then for spirits, we have a very interesting bottle that's uh, on Mr. Twirly Gig right now. It is, Man, look at that thing. It is the Bamboo Rum Company's XO Rum. It is from Panama. I have never and, heard of Bamboo uh, Rum. I've seen this one actually on the shelf for a while. And to be honest, I really liked the bottle, but it was one of those things that, that scared me away from it a little bit. Now, I'll, I'll be honest, I've learned in tequila that you can go ahead and do a bottle that's maybe... You know, well, like our tequila that we had last week, remember, was that very decorative bottle. It was yeah. a ceramic with the bullfighter and the and the bull on the inside of it. I've learned in tequila, it's it's probably not just a gimmick. It's probably still pretty good. With rum, I'm not so sure. Rum bottles are a little more traditional. You do know? they put tequila in crystal skulls? They do, and that's that's, that's, that's one exception. that's, that's not, one you may want to avoid. Yeah, yes, absolutely. So. Uh, now, Skelly in the in the uh, kind of ridiculous looking uh, guys ridiculous. with those, those are that's great. It's tequila. delicious. It's wonderful. It's ridiculously it's good. It's wonderful. So I don't know how uh, you'll like this bamboo, but I think we uh, I think it deserves to be tried, and I do like the bottle. It's it very is sleek. fun to say though, bamboo, bamboo. Yeah, yes. and I don't know for sure if it's bamboo or bamboo. Bamboo. But I'm you going put with the emphasis on the right I'm, syllable. I'm going with bamboo because it sounds more funner. Bamboo. Yeah. So, so an interesting week. A lot of stuff going on in the news. We will do drinking news today. We promise not to forget. And uh, the uh, we'll let you know what the cigar aficionado reveal schedule is for the 25 best cigars of 2020. Um, teased this last week, but didn't get to the story. Rocky Patel is opening an art museum of cigar art. And as soon Man, that guy is cool. As soon as I feel comfortable getting on a plane again, I totally want a road trip. <laughs> that would be so much fun to see. Uh, and then, of course, we'll be talking whiskey. Uh, we've got so many lists, but the one we're going to really focus on, well, we're going to focus on two, Paste Magazine's Best Whiskeys of 2020, and then this, uh, this list of the 20 best whiskeys of the year, the top 20 whiskeys of the year from Whiskey Advocate. So that'll be a lot of fun. We'll be able to look and see how many of them, if any, we've been able to try and weigh in. And of course, you guys, you may want to take notes because sometimes these are the kind of things where you go, I got to try that. Oh, so, yeah. So we'll look forward to all of that. How about you, Ian? Do you have an interesting week? I know you I know you smoked something interesting on Thursday night because you and uh, um, Alan Denny and our wives all attended the Socially distanced Bill Burr concert at the, uh, and I love Bill Burr. That one was of the funniest set up comedians. Very clever. Yes, it was. They yes, had was. Uh, <laughs> Bill's making quite fun of the little tiki huts out there, but um, uh, they were the little uh, squares uh, sectioned off, and you could have six people in a square. Yeah. And those squares were seven feet apart from each other, from 
you know, edge to edge. So you were only really kind of exposed, if you will, to the people in your right. square. And, and then, then a you server could have, that came could around, masks on you could if not you go to, to the yeah. bar. Right. The servers had to bring the right. drinks, and we kept those servers busy. I remember. We did. I remember when I was talking to you about this, and you know, because the tickets were a little pricey, but it's not like we've been able to go out and see shows for a long time. Yeah. So I thought, you know, maybe, maybe I want to do this. And I said, yeah, tickets are a little pricey, and uh, there's also a drink minimum. And I remember you said, as long as there's not a drink maximum, we'll be fine. <laughs> and uh, and we definitely kept the servers hopping. Yeah. So, uh, But it was a lot of fun. But I know uh, Alan uh, Denny, our buddy that nobody cares about, he brought along uh, some of those uh, Pride Robustos, which is the new one from uh, from uh, E.P. Carrillo. And, Pledge. Oh, I'm sorry. I said pledge. Yeah, that took pledge. me a second. I was like, yeah, that's yeah, something uh, wrong. No, pledge, yes. Pledge, uh, yes. And those were terrific. Those are outstanding. That's yeah. not what I did my review on. I'm going to have to sit down with one of those. Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, so what uh, did you smoke this week to uh, talk about? I picked up, I was in a store the other day, and I picked up a Padilla Finest Hour Sun Grown. Oh, nice. I'm a fan uh, a lot of times of the Sun Grown uh, wrappers. They, they have a particular flavor to them. They've got a lot of flavors, There's a spiciness to them mm-hmm. that I really enjoy. I mean, like the Ashton Sun Grown, the VSG. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Buddy, so I picked this up and I thought, you know, I'll try it. It was a double Toro. I like a bigger cigar. So this is a double Toro. It's pretty. Uh, I, I didn't write down what it is, but it's, it's like six and a half by fifty four or bigger. Mm-hmm, it's it's mm-hmm. pretty big. Um, but uh, I'd have to look it up. I, I didn't write that down, unfortunately. Um, uh, the appearance. It, this is a Nicaraguan puro, by the way. Mm-hmm. So it's all Nicaraguan tobacco in here. Um, the appearance on is kind of a reddish brown, that classic kind of sun-grown Habano wrapper. Uh, uh, veiny, slightly lumpy, firm to the touch. Uh, I, it autocorrected me. It's firm yo the touch on my notes. Firm here, yo, firm yo the touch. It's firm yo. <laughs> it's firm yo. <laughs> the pre-light sniff it smelled really good. It was earthy. It was woody. It was spice. It was cinnamon. Lots of lots of cinnamon. Nice tea leaf and coffee. The pre-light draw used a punch. It had a be, uh, about a medium draw on it. Loads of cinnamon and coffee, hay and earth, like right there. I mean, this this was delicious before I lit it. The initial light, spicy, sweet, and earth right on the initial light with uh, pepper in the background. I expected a little more of a pepper punch uh, with the Nicaraguan tobacco, but pepper in the background, a little more sweet mm-hmm. and a little spice up front, but uh, but definitely pepper in the background. The first third of this, sweet coffee and cinnamon, uh, uh, the theme backed by uh, tea, tea leaf, and, uh, and cedar with a light white pepper in the very back of the palate. Good burn, solid ash. Nice. This was delicious. I nice. absolutely enjoyed it. The second third of this, uh, more of the same with a ramp up in spice and pepper. Good burn, solid nice. ash. Yeah. Um, the last third of this, uh, slight bitterness showed up, started becoming harsh. Ooh, that's not good. Yeah. I didn't even get through it. Interesting. It got awful. So how does this affect your overall take on a cigar if the first two-thirds are really, really good, but then you wind up with that not-so-great experience in the final third? This was a pretty big cigar. So the first two-thirds of this cigar were almost an hour before it got harsh. When it got harsh, it went south real fast. And it wasn't because you like drank anything weird or anything that I had coffee with the first third of it, and I went to iced tea right after. That's what I almost always have when I'm uh, Mm -hmm. having a cigar. Um, unless I'm having a beer with it. But, you know, usually a lot of times when I do my cigar reviews, I'd rather just have coffee or water. Right, so it doesn't really or impact Or something the, that, you the know, that goes with but doesn't super influence. Right. 
Um, yeah, it went south. I gave up on the cigar. I just I couldn't even finish it. Interesting. Um, and uh, and I generally like Padilla cigars. Mm-hmm. So uh, this is not a commentary on them at all. But this cigar went south so fast. It got so harsh. And before before I even gave it a chance to get worse, I just stopped. I just yeah. couldn't do it anymore. This is a nine dollar ish cigar. I think I paid between nine and ten dollars for it. Mm-hmm. Um, I expected a lot from it, and I got you got a lot. For I got two a thirds. lot of that in the first two thirds. Yeah, but that that last third, and that's a substantial amount of the cigar, man. Is, my yeah. uh, PVQ went right down to three. Ooh, a three. Yeah. Well, it time. is a nine ten dollar cigar, so you've got. I th- I think it's reasonable to expect a nine to ten dollar cigar. To not, I you expect paid, that whole cigar to yeah. be smokable. If you paid five or six for it, you be, you could be like, well, I enjoyed the two thirds that were great enough to still say it might have been worth it. But yeah. three, that's that's actually and a disappointing I didn't look number. Up, I didn't look up a bunch of other reviews on this. I'll probably follow up on this just for my own personal, uh, um, just for my own personal. Uh, yeah, it, it would be interesting to see if you smoked another one, if it did the same right. thing. Right, and I know a lot of times, like, the guys from Half Wheel, I really like their reviews, so I might look up and see if they've done it, but they always smoke three. Right. And they kind of give you the average of the three, and, and I, I, I haven't think, done that. I think even Cigar Aficionado, I don't know that it's three, but I know that they smoke multiple cigars of the same one. But I don't think Cigar Aficionado smokes a whole cigar when they do a review either. Hmm, interesting. I, I don't know. know. I, I kind of heard that somewhere. I could be completely wrong, That's an, so it, somebody correct if me if you If you guys know. know, yeah, maybe mention in the show notes, is that true? Do they not smoke the whole cigar? I think you have to smoke the whole cigar. I've had cigar, well, you, like yours, for example, that's a good example of why, if you're going to rate the cigar. Yeah. But I've also had cigars that were okay in the first two thirds, and then in the last third, they just like, oh, they're awesome. Yeah, you know. So that happens too. And I have some pipe tobaccos that are pretty good that you know you just don't smoke about the last quarter of the bowl because right. they get either a little too sloppy or a little yeah, bitter. You, you just dump and that's it out okay and add knowing that. But yeah. then again, a pipe, you know, it doesn't cost nine dollars. I was going to say, yeah, bowl of, a full bowl is not um, nine dollars. So <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a very good point. Well, uh, my cigar was interesting this week. I went with a Crowned Heads La Imperiosa. It's the double Robusto. Oh, yeah. uh, it's a nice looking cigar, little rustic, dark Maduro ish wrapper with a few veins. It's a six and a half by fifty, and uh, it was blended. So uh, Crowned Heads, which is pretty. Like pretty popular, like uh, boutique cigar company, they put out this cigar called the Las Calaveras 2014, mm-hmm. and it was a very limited release, and it was a huge hit. People loved it. So and they you said, bought it because it had the skull on it. Uh, well, that the uh, that one didn't. This one did oh, not. Oh, yeah, okay, this one didn't. did not. So uh, it was so popular that the guys at uh, at the uh, Crowned Heads Company, decided to try to work that blend up for regular distribution. But when they did, they didn't call it uh, Las Calaveras. Uh, they called it uh, La Imperiosa. And so that's what this cigar is, designed to basically replicate that blend. And it features a Nicaraguan binder and fillers wrapped in a nice, oily Ecuadorian Oscuro wrapper. I remember I said it was Maduro-ish, so that's, mm-hmm. that's why. Um, on the pre-light, tobacco and hay notes, nothing too extraordinary, kind of normal tobacco, uh-huh. if you will. Uh, slight hints of maybe citrus and earth. Once I lit it up, though, the cigar took off pretty quickly as far as flavor was concerned. There was an initial uh, blast of red pepper, but that settled down. Uh, lots of smoke from the very beginning. You know when you 
smoke a cigar and it has a larger amount of smoke yes. than usual. This yes. was one of those. I love that. that which makes me, I was super happy that with that. That makes yeah. me immediately want to do smoke yep. rings. Absolutely. Uh, and I can't do smoke rings. I've tried. I just can't do it. I, I don't know whether I can't do smoke rings and I can't tie the cherry stem into a knot with my tongue. <laughs> those, those are things I just can't, can't pull off. Uh, anyway, uh, the cigar uh, had lots of smoke. There were notes of earth. Leather and maybe a little semi-sweet chocolate, you know, like those semi-sweet mm-hmm. chocolate chips that Mama used to make uh, cookies with. Mm-hmm. Uh, a little bit of hint of cedar on the retro hail, which was nice. Uh, I picked up a distinct nutty flavor once I was about an inch or so into the smoke, and I really liked the way the flavors overall uh, blended together. The ash looked a little flaky, but held on pretty well, at least for a while. Nice burn. It did. The burn did get a little funky towards the last third, but it was just a, a slight touch-up, and it was fine. So that generally doesn't bother me. It was also a little breezy where I was smoking, and that mm-hmm. can affect it as well. So, uh, so anyway, uh, I would I would still give the burn high notes. Um, second third was where the cigar picked up a little bit. It was medium to full at this point. I really liked the earthy flavors that were starting to come on a little stronger. You know, when we talk about earth notes, when we're talking about cigars, it's it's not just like it's not a bad thing. It's it, what we're describing is that have you ever taken a handful of just really rich, rich soil. moist soil yeah. and and smell? It's just this very pleasant uh, soil uh, vibe. And so earth and cedar were the primary notes on this from about the halfway point down to the nub. But there was always that little mice, nice nice uh, mild chocolate note weaving in and out. A little bit of maltiness too, which was kind of nice. Love so, that. Um, the La Imperiosa finished medium to full, which is kind of my personal favorite area of strength. So I enjoyed it a lot. Basic review, thumbs up for sure. I really enjoyed awesome. this cigar. Um, having said that, um, at 9 to $10 to for a cigar, it's, it was really hard for me to give this above a five in price to quality. Five meaning you get what you pay for. Mm-hmm. Um, for the same price or a little less, I could smoke an A.J. Fernandez New World or an Enclave, which I would probably rate higher for complexity mm. and flavors. But bottom line, this cigar was a decent five. I mean, I, I did not feel in any way that I overpaid for it. Worth the price, and it was also a nice change for my usual but still kind of in the sweet spot for flavors so thumbs up for the la imperiosa double robusto and uh, and again nice to to change up because i have a tendency to smoke things that are very similar most yeah. of the time so i always enjoy it's real hard for me to go grab like a nice light connecticut even though it, i'll probably enjoy you it see i'm the same way i'm yeah. like i'm like will i be smoking this and thinking this is good but i wish but that's just kind There's of how the palate exceptions. Yeah, I yeah. mean, there are some great ones out exceptions. there. Always exceptions. There are some great ones. All right, we're going to take a break. We're going to come back and start talking whiskey uh, lists. Uh, we're going to start doing a little tasting, including, and uh, we're both really excited about this, Vader Von Pills from the Unsung Brewing Company in Unsung Tustin, Brewing. California. It's smoking and toasting. Welcome to show number 214, and we will be right back. Awesome. All right, you got that can?
Welcome back. It's Smoking and Toasting, and we are thrilled to be bringing you episode number 214. We are uh, all kind of decked out in uh, MyCigarShirts.com stuff today. Uh, they're our sponsor for uh, Smoking and Toasting. Ian's wearing the You Can't Hurry Up and Smoke a Cigar shirt. I've got on one of the uh, My Cigar Shirts uh, zip hoodies, which I really like. It's, mm-hmm. it's also, I was commenting in the break, it's also very Pretty warm. Toasty, yeah. yeah, yeah, I'm nice and, nice and toasty over here. So uh, this will keep you warm uh, outside on a, on a cooler day. Well, and, and here, got, here in Houston, we are in the firm grips of winter where the weather will not even remotely get over 78 degrees. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's just so. it's just like, you know, we'll put up with it for a while, and then spring will come, and it'll get warm again. <laughs> uh, but the, anyway, check these guys out, MyCigarShirts.com, available on the web, and the prices are very reasonable, and it's a great place to shop for friends for uh, holiday gifts if you have friends that are cigar smokers, or maybe you just want to grab something for yourself. I, I did this week. I had to go on and... Uh, and and do a I little like the, shopping. The white metal zipper on that has a very kind of seventies or eighties, early eighties kind of vibe to it. I told my wife actually that I bought her, bought this for her for Christmas because she loves you know hoodies, and uh, she says it really doesn't look like my size. And I was like, oh darn, what am I going to do? <laughs> so, well, maybe it fits me. And that kind of bowling like, ball too. Yeah, I was going to say <laughs> like the Fred Flintstone thing, right? <laughs> um, so uh, we mentioned this earlier. Rocky Patel is opening an art gallery dedicated to the artistry of cigars. We've spent years capturing and cataloging every step of the cigar-making process, from steed to sem to, uh, seed to stem to smoke, and now after years of showcasing the artistry of our world-class tobacco, we're ready to share this curated collection uh, with you, uh, says the Patel Art Gallery website. And if you want to check it out, it's uh, rpartgallery.com, rpartgallery.com. Dot com. And you can check it out and see some of the images. And they really are beautiful. So it's not just like artwork from cigar boxes and bands. It's these really lush photos of people tending to uh, tobacco in the field. Yeah, and, and yeah. It's absolutely beautiful. You really should spend some time on the web. And I'd, re- I'd love to go see it because these, these are huge, like, life-size photos isn't in the it, gallery. Isn't it amazing the difference? Like, you and I can go out and take some... You know, basic pictures and stuff like oh, yeah. that. But when you get someone who really knows how to work a camera, when you get a real the photographer, kind of picture oh, yeah. that they can oh, get yeah. of something very mundane and just make it amazing yeah. and gorgeous. It, it, yeah. You know, I, I've been told. You know, I've done, I've goofed around a little with photography. I'm not any good at it, but I've goofed around just enough to know the difference between a regular photo and a great one. Yes, and, and I also know the difference between a regular can opening and a great one, and that was a great one. Uh, you know, I try to be an artist with everything I do <laughs> and, and opening beer cans. That is so appreciated about you. It's one of the things that makes you. It's a just detail, a thing, joy yeah. to work with. Thank you so much, if I may Thank say. You. So, all right, uh, Ian is opening up Unsung Brewing Company's Vater von Pils. It is a pilsner, of course, and it comes from Unsung, which is uh, out of California. I want to say it is. Um, I can tell you here and just say uh, Tustin, California, which I'm not even sure where Tustin is, but it sounds lovely. You know, Vader von Pills, and it has. I did that thing again I where I was what... trying to get the nose on this, and I've got some of it in my nose. So, uh, <laughs> that uh, always makes me giggle. It happens by the way. a lot. I don't know what the, that the is. The artwork on here is awesome. I don't know what this guy is swinging. Mm. I don't know what that is, but it's- it looks kind of like comic book, like superhero art. But it's so uh, the way they've got they're using the colors makes it look very stylized and very yes, uh, very cool. Unsung Brewing Company. So uh, this is uh, Pilsner, legendarily crisp. It says, um, 
Let me take a sip of this, and I'm going to read all of this madness. I will say, Ian, that after the Pilsner we had last week, which is, I thought, one of the best I'd ever had, uh, this oh, one's gonna, this, is this is gonna have to go some, Holy but it, it kind of does. What is that sweetness right at the end of that? There, it, it's almost a fruit kind of sweetness, like a, um, I don't want to say mango, but it, it hits me that way. It doesn't. It's not a mango flavor, you know, but it hits me kind of like the sweetness of for years a really nice fruit. I just avoided pilsners because they were always a very low flavor profile beer to me. Well, and here now, we go, smoking and toasting, man. We're like the 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 craft that they're putting into these pilsners. This is a four point five percent beer. Vader von Pils stays true to tradition with a clean malt backbone, sturdy size hops. And crispy finish. Enjoy with bratwurst at backyard barbecues or on snowy ski slopes. I bet this goes amazing with a bratwurst. Yeah, I bet it does. I bet it's fantastic. You so know, Vader Von Pils is an anomaly, a throwback brute with supernatural strength. The massive, oh, it's a mash rake that he has in his. Oh, okay. And gotcha. a massive mash rake and a Kevlar leader hosen. <laughs> nice. Of course he does. Vader roams the Alps, uh, assisting in the. And the despotic assault of good night industries on rare on rare ore buried within the mountains. His wintry cold breath freezes foes foolish enough to stand in his way. Vader is inspired by legendary Bavarian brewer Joseph Groll. Yeah. Groll, G-R-O-L-L. Sorry, it's a little harder. The father of the <clears throat> Pilsner style, who took the world by cold fermentation storm with his first batch of clear golden pale lager in 1842. You know, a, a brewers will tell you that Pilsner is a more difficult beer to it brew is. than an ale. Uh, and I, I think I think it's one of the things that we're going to see come on more and more. Because you, you said it earlier, there's a lot of real good craft going into Pilsners in a lot of different uh, breweries. And the one that we had last week was just terrific. Outstanding. I'm, I'm going to say this one's every bit as good. This, uh, you know, I wish I could have them side side, mm-hmm. um, like a six pack of each side side to might take be, home. Might hint, be, hint. Yeah, anyway, yes, um. yeah. it might be interesting to do a pil- uh, a pilsner blind taste test. We've never Did done you, anything uh, like get this before. locally? No, I didn't. Okay, I gotcha. Didn't. I found this one on the internet. So, uh, so it is, uh, and but but I do know that California here in Texas we can get California beers. Now California get... um, knows how to party. So I've heard. Yeah. Um, uh, particularly city of Compton. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but city I, of Watts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, 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 uh, but yeah, you know, we've had. Uh, I, I don't know if that entertains anyone else, but it makes both of us laugh, and and so it's just it's just one of those things. My wife uh, is constantly saying, "You two have the same sense of humor," and I'm just like, I feel so bad for Ian. Uh, but no, uh, but this this is really really good, and uh, it might be fun to do a Pilsner blind taste test if we could pull enough of these that would be awesome. pilsners together to really kind of uh, uh, do it because it's it's an area I think it's gonna, you're going to see a lot more expansion in the area of really well-made craft pilsners across the yeah. next couple of years. Well, it's hard to take something as delicate as a pilsner in general and put a ton of flavor into it and still keep it a pilsner. Right. And this is yeah, think, really really good. Think think Miller beer. So if you guys you know? see um 
Unsung Brewing's Vader von Pilsner. And I know we have a lot of uh, listeners and viewers in, it, in uh, California. Yeah, I know we have a lot of listeners and viewers in California. And they know how to party. And they do know how to party. Um, even the ones that aren't from the city of Compton. <laughs> <laughs> or what. Uh, all right, so um, i tell you what let's do. Let's take a break, and then when we come back, we'll start to get into these whiskey lists. Because I feel like it's going to be a very interesting uh Thing we may have to take several breaks to go through all of these whiskeys. There's a couple of big lists of whiskeys, but these are the ones that writers and editors are picking as the best of 2020. So this will be that should be fun. This will be this will be fun. So we'll do that when we come back. Also, I'm really psyched to try this uh, this double IPA that Ian has been telling me about for several weeks. It's from Austin Beer Works. It's called Laser Salad. We'll be testing that in its cute little cans in our next segment. It's adorable. It's smoking and toasting. We will be right back. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. It is Smoking and Toasting, the program that's all about craft beer, fine spirits, and hand-rolled cigars. We are brought to you by uh, the fine folks at MyCigarShirts.com. Thank you to them for sponsoring the show. And uh, please go and check out their shirts. They are awesome. They've got sweatshirts, hoodies, T-shirts, and even a really cool mask that I had on at the beginning of the show that says, uh, as soon as I take this off. I'm having a cigar. Very cool. Uh, so check them out. They are available on the web at mycigarshirts.com because cigars. Ian, I'm going to jump right into this whiskey advocate list, uh, and uh, you're pouring IPA, which I'm very excited about, and so we'll jump into that as well. Uh, number 20 on this list of the 20 best whiskeys of the year, 20 top whiskeys of 2020 from Whiskey Advocate. 20 of 2020? Which, and Whiskey Advocate, very reputable uh, publication. Uh, at number 20, they have the M&H Classic, a bottle that not only have I never tasted, but I've never even seen. Uh, it's from Milk and Honey Distillery in Tel Aviv. Never heard of it. So I don't know. In Tel Aviv. Yeah. So I don't know how easy or difficult it is to get this in the States, but obviously a lot of cool stuff gets imported. Uh, they say they excel there at the warm uh, climate single malt production under the intensity of the Mediterranean sun. Uh, it's matured in bourbon and shaved, toasted, and recharred casks. Exudes a nose of golden syrup, vanilla, marshmallow, jasmine, dried apple, nutmeg, cinnamon, and pepper. That sounds fascinating. Sounds delicious. Yeah, I know. So that's number 20, M&H Classic, if you're uh, taking a moment to write these down. Let's do a couple of these, and then we'll taste. Um, at number 19, Mars Iwai 45. Mars is spelled just like the planet Mars. Iwai is I-W-A-I 45. And I'm mispronouncing it. It's EY is how you say it. Uh, it was. It is a new higher proof EY designed for cocktails. However, it is suppable and more than capable, they say, as a neat sipper as well. Honey, ripening pear, barley, exotic woods, and citrus. Very nice. Delicious and unusual whiskey from Japan. Less aligned with the more scotch-like Japanese yeah. uh, whiskeys, they say, and a little leaning a little more towards like the bourbon side of uh, of flavor profile. So that's number nineteen. So right away, two I've never heard of or mm. seen on a shelf, much less uh, had a chance to taste. All right, we'll do one more, then we'll taste this beer. At number eighteen, 
Chattanooga Straight Rye. Uh, uh, it's Chattanooga Straight Rye Malt, actually. And they even give you the batch number, batch 20122R. Uh, malted rye is uh, a bit of a rarity in, in whiskey. It's at 60% of the mash bill here, so they give it marks for originality. The nose, chili powder, pepper, and paprika, uh, paprika along with licorice, uh, candy, dark berries, orange peel, and spearmint. The palate begins gently, gently enough and then whips up into a spice storm of chili peppers and spicy cooked meats huh. with flavors of roasted pecan, dark chocolate, blackberry jam, orange peel, and rich oak. And uh, so it sounds like it's super spicy, which a rye can certainly be. Ryes have and, a spice yeah. to them inherently. Yeah. yeah. And uh, uh, so that uh, I have seen Chattanooga whiskey before. I have not seen this particular bottle. This is the Chattanooga Straight Rye Malt, if you're keeping score at home. All right, Ian, you've obviously had this IPA before. Okay, yeah, and and it's wonderful. I can't wait to see your face on this. I love the nose. Fairly kind of a standard IPA nose. Holy moly. Yeah. That's really good. Yeah. So this is a double. Does it say what the ABV is on this? Oh, yeah. Uh, so I'll read the, the, this adorable tiny can. Mm -hmm. It makes my hand look huge. Mm. Um, uh, Austin Beer Works Laser Salad Double IPA. A double IPA so potent it would be irresponsible to put in anything bigger. So they opted. You know, a lot of times when you get uh, bigger beers like this above, I don't know what the actual cutoff for the... Uh, ABV is, but a lot of times when you get this high ABV, you only get a four pack, right? And usually twelve ounce cans, four pack. Well, or, they decided, or sometimes even sixteens, uh, right? On sometimes, some of these, right, yeah. right. But in this case, they decided to go with a six pack of small of cans. little ones. Yeah. So this is at nine point seven percent, boozy baby. So it is, it is booby, boozy. It's booby. It's booby as well. <laughs> a little uh, yeah. uh, it, it is boozy. It's it, You definitely can tell you're drinking a big IPA. But what I like about it is sometimes IPAs that are this big, that pack this much of a punch, have a tendency to be just like knock you in the palate with so much hoppiness. This dials it back a little bit from the hoppy standpoint. I mean, it is hoppy. Don't get me oh, wrong. Yeah. But, but it isn't just... It isn't just all hops and nothing else. There's real, um, there's real complexity to the flavors. I'm getting some really nice fruitiness in there. I'm, I'm just trying to. Uh, does it say what hops they use on this one? Nope. There's almost no other information on here. Interesting. It is well, adorable in a pink and sparkly can. I'm wondering if it's mosaic. Um, so, I'll tell you why I'm so impressed with this. Yeah. Um, all those things you said. The malt profile on this is. Mm -hmm. Big, mm -hmm. like I can't believe how much malt comes through on this, especially towards the end of the flavor. Right, you're absolutely right on the on the finish and on the retrohale. Malt is actually more prominent than hops. The this, hops is more up front. It's so malty it almost has a slight chocolatiness on a retro mm -hmm. retrohale, which is but, unusual for an IPA. Very unusual, but it finishes with an orange or mango ish kind of uh, flavor, and then goes into a resinous bitter. That doesn't linger at all. Mm -hmm. It just, it is You get so, the experience of it on the palate, and then here comes the malt. It is so crafted from beginning to end, and I believe you could smoke most cigars with I this. I think you could. Like, yeah. even as an IPA. I haven't tried it. The problem is I bought it, and I tried a can, and it's only eight ounces, so then I drank another can. Yeah. And, and so now you've had so 16 ounces of, uh, of 9%. <laughs> and I liked it so much that I just didn't drink any more of it. 
Yeah. Save the rest to bring in. So you notice I brought in three cans, and out of everything, that equals five. Because I left one in my fridge. Uh, you're a good man. You're, you're a good man. So seeing as you brought in more cans, should we open a second one? Certainly. You want some more? Yeah, sure, absolutely. I'd love some. Because I did bring in two cans. It is, it is absolutely delicious. And I'm telling you, um, th- one of the what things... Does our, what does our producer think about this particular beer? Adam, what's your... T- what's your t- uh, he's giving a thumbs up over there. So. Just a thumbs up. So, yeah. So, Well, you know, what's interesting to me about IPAs uh, is that and I've spent this last year trying a lot of very different ones. And what's interesting, most interesting about them to me is how how widely ranging the flavor of IPA has become. I mean, there's just so yeah. many different styles and flavors. And I remember, you know, when I first, the first IPA I ever fell in love with was um, Harpoon IPA, just their standard IPA. When I was living in Boston, I was just, I just got captivated with that beer and it was my favorite for many, many years. And, uh, you know, then I branched out, tried uh, a lot of other different ones, but then the whole New England IPA thing happened. The West Coast IPA thing happened. And then you started getting beers like this that really don't fall necessarily into either of those categories. Yeah. And there's just so much different stuff. You know, the way that Stone uh, brews their IPAs that have got such a uh, a richness to them. And, and then, I've you know, there's some... Of the hazies and juices that are brewed with lactose, and they're almost like a milkshake. Yeah. There's there's so much going on in the world of IPAs, and I realize IPAs kind of become, uh, you know, a, a almost cliche in some ways because some people are so into it. But um, I, I'm telling you, if you like the flavor of IPAs, expand, try all these different styles. It's totally worth it. So well, IPAs, when uh, when I first started drinking more craft beers and, and figured out about IPAs, and this was in the earlier days of the uh, craft beer boom, if you will, mm-hmm. 90s, uh, mid to late 90s, I started finding a, a few companies here and there. There was a, there was a brewery uh, Richmond off of Richmond um, here in Houston. Mm-hmm. The Richmond Arms? or No, it was, it was one of those over there. Uh, well, I've been to Richmond Arms. is like a, a, no, a great a little pub. British pub. It, but yeah. it was close to that, and it was a brewery, and a buddy of mine worked there for a while. Oh, I know had, what you're talking about. Yeah, and they're not in business anymore. Right, right. Yeah. They had an IPA, and I used to go in there and drink that all the time. Because, I mean, like, it was the first, like, it's such a bold flavor, and it's so polarizing mm-hmm. that when you finally get the, uh, the mm-hmm. IPA flavor, you finally understand it, and you acclimatize your palate to it. It's such a rich and wonderful thing, and I drank a lot of IPA, and I drank a lot of IPAs everywhere. But I always loved brown ales and mm-hmm. and barley wines. If you could find it, that that at that at that time, time that was tough. Barley to find. wines yeah. are pretty pretty uh, rare to find. Mm-hmm. But uh, so I drank a lot of IPAs, and Arrogant Bastard oh, man. was an absolute favorite at that yes, point in time. I absolutely, mean, I didn't find a beer bigger than that at that time. You know. Um, I remember the first time I had a Stone Double IPA. <laughs> I almost thought I was going to lose consciousness. It was so, it was so powerful. So big, yeah. yeah, it was so big. Uh, and maybe it doesn't seem quite that much now, but man, back in the day, and the first time I had a what is it, the Torpedo, the Double IPA from yeah. Sierra Nevada, it's like holy cow! I'm not sure if I'm ready for this. Yeah. But as your palate begins to understand more and more of these things, and even this, this is big. Yes, this is very big, but it is. So balanced and so palatable and so delicious. Thank you, Austin Beer Works, who I, I think don't get enough credit for 
how great a beer. Some of their just just like their basic like blonde ales and stuff like that are just so delicious. Well, this yeah, and everything from them. I've been I've been absolutely happy with everything I bought from uh, Austin Beer Works. But uh, I'll be back in that area over the holidays, and um, I'm definitely gonna if they have this available, <laughs> yes, I'm gonna be I'll picking be, up. I'll be sending you with some cash. Yeah, yes, <laughs> yes, that's for sure. Although although I know we can get Austin Beer Works here. I bought Austin I Beer Works. Seen specs, this I haven't here, seen though. this. Yeah. yeah, haven't seen this. Well, fascinating stuff. All right, let's take a break. We got a lot more whiskeys to cover. We've only been through uh, three of the list of 20, and we got a whole other list. So we'll get to that coming up. Plus, it's rum time. We're going to try some bamboo. 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 Let's put that back on. Uh, from really Panama. Good. And I'm looking forward to trying this. And then, of course, before the show ends, not only will we be bringing you drinking news, but we will also be very proudly uh, opening up a bottle of this um, Anchor Christmas Ale. 2020. So we'll be right back. Smoking and toasting all over the place here today and loving every minute of it. Friends, it is smoking and toasting. We are thrilled to be on show number two hundred and fourteen. Ian, that is really just about halfway to five hundred. Um, just about. Uh, we are uh, thrilled to be brought to you as well by MyCigarShirts.com. Shirts and hoodies and masks and all kinds of goodies uh, for cigar lovers on the web. Uh, shirts, t-shirts, by the way, start under twenty bucks, so you can uh, totally go and. Uh, they are, by the way, soft and comfortable yes, t-shirts. And I like this, and I'm loving this this hoodie. It's so soft. Also, t-shirts don't shrink up too much in the. Uh... That's good. And after the wash, yeah, that's which good. Is nice. That's good to know. Because I hate they always that's get a little tight around the neck. Yeah, like, ah, yeah, yeah. This yeah, is absolutely. Good. And uh, they've got cool sayings on them, stuff like Ian's uh, shirt that says, "You can't hurry up and smoke a cigar," which is absolutely true. It is true. And it's it's about time that that message became spread amongst everyone in the world. Everybody must know. Yeah. Uh, back to our list of uh, of, of whiskeys. We've got some. Got some interesting ones coming up here. At number 17, um, Ian, I have not tried this particular distillate, but it's from our friends at Balcones, number 17. It's their Balcones lineage. And it's mm, a, I haven't a, tried a, that. Here's what the review says. It says, as, single, as American single malt ascends, Balcones shows its leadership with this triumphant offering. That's oh. a that's a pretty strong <laughs> statement, don't you think? It's bursting with tropical fruits, kiwi, mango, guava, jackfruit, betrassed by undercurrents of cinnamon, dried chilies, blueberry muffins, and nuts. It's the Balcones lineage. And by the way, we had Balcones scheduled to come on the show, had to reschedule. Mm. I think after the first of the year, we will be having them come back. And I'm really hoping they bring a bottle Man, of this yeah. because that just looks absolutely Well, Balcones so good. So I could just name like five of their whiskeys oh, right now. They're, they're, so good. they're just fantastic. So this list is from Whiskey Advocate. It's the top 20 whiskeys of 2020, according to their writers. At number 16, the McCollin 15 year old double cask. Uh, they uh, they say in their opening statement here, the iconic producer of lush sherried malts delivers yes, again. Yes. They talk about it being uh, richly nutty and fruity with dried apples, cherries, and prunes. The palate is wonderfully luscious. 
they say. McCollin, 15-year-old double cask. It's in the hard to go wrong with 16. anything from McAllen. Yeah, really, like, they, they, the, the quality level is just... The 12 starts yeah. out just unbelievable. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. The 12 is quite good. Yeah. In fact, I haven't had this one, but I have had the 12, and I was like, yeah, that's working. That's working. I think the regular 12 is a double sherry cask already. <clears throat> I think it's what they specialize in, yeah. is, is sherry cask uh, distillates. But uh, at number 15, the Teeling Single Pot Still from Teeling Whiskey. Uh, it's triple distilled in Dublin, and they say it's distinctive in its unusual 50-50 mash bill of malted to unmalted barley. And then they add the element of virgin American oak to deliver a charismatic quality and texture. The nose is reminiscent, they say, of cinnamon breakfast cereal. Oh, wow. <laughs> Which is kind of cool. Uh, with delicate touches of melon and white grape. But it's the vibrancy of the cinnamon, nutmeg, and pepper at this perfect proof uh, that impresses. Uh, it's about a $75 bottle. Uh, Teeling single pot steel in at number 15 on the list. At 14, Drum Shambo single pot still. Are you familiar with Drum Shambo? I'd never heard of it before this uh, before this list. Is it spelled um, phonetically like it sounds? Drum Shambo. D R U M S H A N B O. Drum Shambo. It sounds like it sounds like some sort of like a drum line or a movie about a drum line <laughs> or something. But uh, anyway, um, <clears throat> it says after decades of consolidation, Ireland is experiencing a craft whiskey. Renaissance. Awesome. Founded in 2014, the Shed Distillery delivers the uh, first whiskey from their province in over a quarter century. And they say luscious palate of pear, apple, and freewheeling spices bolstered by dried citrus, lime, and toasted coconut. It's a $63 bottle drum shanbo, single pot still. That should be easy I think, enough I think to remember. people are taking Irish whiskey a little more seriously nowadays. I, I don't think there's any question about that. It was kind of the, uh, you know, the... The stepsister of uh, the ugly stepsister of uh, Scotch for a while, yeah. but it has really come but here's on. The deal. Conor McGregor, notwithstanding, but <laughs> we don't talk about Conor yeah. McGregor. The first rule of whiskey is we don't talk about Conor McGregor. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that's good. That could be a shirt. Right. The first rule of whiskey is we don't talk about. Conor. Um, but uh, uh, you know the the thing about uh, Irish whiskey is it kind of gets that that over-familiar uh, upturned nose. Mm -hmm. You know, we're so used to Jameson just being something that happens that a lot of people upturn their nose. They're like, Jameson, meh, whatever. Jameson's fine. Jameson actually can be wonderful. Jameson is just fine. And you get the the uh, uh, the more aged Jamesons, mm -hmm. and they're even better. Like, oh, they're absolutely. really, really good. And Listen. then there's also uh, Powers. There's also... Um, What's the one that we got uh, that one time over at Reserve 101 that was so good that was... Uh, the Slain. The Slain. That, that is wonderful and inexpensive. And, and, and not expensive. Yeah. There, I mean, there's just, a bunch of those great. that are so good. Mm -hmm. you're, so good. So don't overlook Irish right. whiskey. Absolutely not. At number 13, Glenmorangie 15-year-old The Cadball Estate. It is a Glenmorangie with a blue label, so it looks a little different from some of the other uh, Glenmorangies, although the bottle shape and design is, is the same. Uh, Glenmorangie's been growing its own barley for years years, but this particular whiskey is a U.S. exclusive marking the first release produced entirely from Glenmorangie estate-grown grain. 
Now, so that's their. Then Warren, you just put one out called Birthday Cake too. Ooh, we've we tried that. Don't tell my wife, but she's probably getting that for Ooh. Christmas. If she gets it for Christmas, would you be able to steal it away and bring it in for a show I, one day? I bet she let us. Yeah, I could. I could maybe give you something else to take home in, in its place for that week. <laughs> you know, that, that wouldn't be bad. Uh, anyway, they they say this is a wonderful whiskey. It is an eighty-five dollar bottle uh, from Glen Morangie, and you know, you, you want to talk about a company where. The consistency. Oh. Like, have you ever had anything Glenmorangie Wait, that wasn't fantastic? let me startle you. Okay. I went into Specs the other day. Do you know how much a bottle of Lasanta is right now? No. It's under 50 bucks. Are you kidding? Lasanta. Lasanta's fantastic. It's outstanding, and it's under 50 bucks. Wow. I've, I remember paying 60 bucks for that in the past mm-hmm. and being fine with that. Uh, I, I, yeah. That's, that's, yeah, that's no incredible. Problems. I know where I'm stopping on the way home. That's... That's very good. Uh, I'm going to get to number 12. Why don't you go ahead and open up the bamboo and pour us a little bit of rum here. We're talking whiskey, but we got rum in the studio, and it's rum time, I think. Oh, I'm not getting any scrunchy sounds from the cork. A little bit. No, it was pretty quiet. Try that again. Oh, there you go. You got, you got a definite cork pop there. You, you're really good at you know knowing how to create that that kind of a sound. I didn't have to force the issue a little bit on that, mm-hmm. but that's okay. No, it is. At number 12 on our list, and I want to at least get through the uh, bottom 10 here. At number 12, Old Overholt Bottled in Bond Rye. This is a very unspectacular looking bottle of whiskey, and guess what? It's $25. It's a straight rye, and uh, it never managed to ascend, they say, from the bottom shelf. Perhaps this new generation of enthusiasts couldn't get behind the name or found the price too low to believe. But having persevered for over two centuries, old Overholt's time has come. This new version has a red cap. That's how you'll know uh, it from the other one. And they eliminate chill filtering, resulting in greater flavor and depth. Aromas of Christmas spice cake, cinnamon, apple, and toasted grain lead to a mouthful of berry fruit with seductive allspice, cacao, and walnut notes. All right. I know we're getting close on time. We've got to yeah. talk about this. But I just want to point out something. Yeah. So all you whiskey enthusiasts out there mm-hmm. watching this show, it's great when you can get a hold of something that's allocated. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm happy about it. And those are great whiskeys for the most part. Absolutely. Man, go out and buy an 18 bottle of Weller and watch how good it is. Don't, yeah. don't yeah. drink the label. Drink the right. liquid. Drink the, li- drink the uh, juice. Go out and buy stuff that's in that. <clears throat> it's amazing how good some of the whiskeys are that are between... Between I don't know fifteen and thirty five dollars, mm-hmm. there is such a sweet spot of great and amazing whiskey. Now, that being said, you also increase because there's so many whiskeys in there. You also increase the uh, the uh, possibility that you might get a really crappy one. It it, it happens. Yeah, it happens. But, but if you get one that's been in production for years and years and years and years and years, and you snub your nose at it. You're missing the point. There's a reason it's been in production for that long. And let me just point out this about Old Overholt bottled in rye at $25. Whiskey Advocate is a, you know, it, they're as snooty in their own way as Cigar Aficionado is towards cigars. You could make that argument, oh, yeah. right? Well, they placed this one above the Glenmorangie I just mentioned on the list. Yeah. So that tells you this is, this is no slouch, this Old Overholt. This is, this is the real deal. Uh, I'm going to pull up number 11 while you tell me. I saw you take a sip. Ian, talk to me. So, uh, uh, first off, this doesn't have a ton of nose. It has some, but it's not 
There's a little bit of maple and, yeah, maple. and some uh, some some definite sort of wood cask aging uh, on the nose. Yeah. No, this is this smells like uh, if you uh, crushed up uh, if you took a, a bunch of oak sawdust and and maple syrup and made a paste out of it. That's kind of what this smells like with a little vanilla added in. There's definitely vanilla, and it's not a bad smell at all. There's definitely vanilla when you taste this. You'll get um, you'll get the maple and vanilla. And also, there's a very boozy smell to it. Mm -hmm. Like that's that's the other thing. Like when you get this, it to your smells nose. like it's going to be a really high proof. And then you take a sip, and it's buttery, and it's actually kind of gentle and delicious. Mm -hmm. And you're thinking. If this is as high proof as it smelled, I could drink this way too fast. It's it's buttery, and maple syrup, and oak astringent, mm -hmm. and and vanilla. Wonderful aftertaste. vanilla on the finish, yes. And very little heat, very little whiskey mm -hmm. hug whatsoever. You get you get a little initial sort of strength from it on the front of the palate. But it doesn't come back with that. Ooh, I just drank some. No, and strong. it's not like an instant heartburn or any of those right. kind of things. Like that doesn't do that. Wow. The uh, the the retro hail on this is gentle, gentle oak. This it's is so good. This falls into the category, I think, of Skelly this way in the tequila uh, category. It's almost too easy to drink. You know what I mean? You could definitely. They're could. also like after after you take a sip and you let linger a while, you get a little of that um, rubber, um, the uh, the sort of Jamaican rum rubber, Jamaican yeah. rum rubber. And this one's from Panama, but I know what that. you're talking about. And it's that rubber funk that makes rum rum. Yeah, you know and it's I mean? a good flavor. So please don't be turned off by the fact that I said it tastes a little bit like rubber. Right. Well, it, it's not nearly so much as like. Uh, well, you remember when we were um, at Dox's place and we were trying. That Isle of Fiji rum. Yes. There's a lot of that rubbery funk to Isle of yes. Fiji, I mean, but that, it is so was, delicious. But but it's it's like if you took a rum and then steeped it in uh, bicycle inner tubes. Right. And that, that sounds horrible, but, <laughs> know, it's, but not. it's actually kind of It's good. actually really good. It's what well, we talk about in, in beer, we talk about dank. And yeah. how dank is it's very descriptive. But it's good. Yeah, yeah. It's part of what you are well, loving and, and looking for. Overripe too is right. one of those things. Mm -hmm. You think you think that sounds bad, but it, but in certain situations, it's really good. But I would but say think that, about this too. You know what overripe is? Fermentation, mm -hmm. and that's not a bad thing. Mm -hmm. You know. <laughs> so an authentic Caribbean legend, uh, Bamboo XO, is masterfully distilled by hand, aged to perfection, and finished in oak sherry casks. That's the the sherry influence. Yeah, that's what you're getting. Yes, yes, yeah, absolutely. Like, for a delicious, complex depth of aromas and flavors, with our 16th century heritage at its core, Bamboo XO is a truly stunning rum, perfect neat over ice or in a favorite cocktail. What does this cost? Uh, that sure is about thirty four dollars. That's a pretty dang good rum at $34. Yeah, yeah. If you And think the about it, bottle is awesome. The bottle is awesome and beautiful. Like, and if you're one of those people that'll keep a cool bottle for some reason or another, mm -hmm. then you want to buy this rum because yeah, it's and a black bottle. It's, 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 very, um, it's very decorative, but very kind of understated with the black and silver. It's perfect <clears> for <throat> any kind of pirate theme. I'm going to say, at this price, this will become a regular addition to my bar. I think so. I think this is this is pretty outstanding. It I'm really going to tell is. you guys what the definition of bamboo means. Oh, B-U-M-B-U, right? Yeah, it's the Indonesian word for a blend of spices, and it commonly appears in the names of spice mixtures, sauces, and seasoning pastes. Wow. Oh. So this makes total sense. So Adam, it's basically just called spice rum. Adam, the producer on the Wheels of Steel. Yeah, good uh, job there. Uh, very nice. He was he was almost like... Uh, 
It was actually... Uh, that was the wrong one. It was that, <laughs> I wondered. I didn't mean to laugh at him. What I meant to do was... Yeah. He's the bomb. Yeah. Yeah. That was almost more informative than Wiki Brian. And you got to go some to beat Wiki Brian. I want to so. point out, Bruce Stark said he got his Can't Hurry Up and Smoke a Cigar t-shirt on. He said it's so comfy. Oh, that's awesome. Thank you, Bruce, for uh, taking care of uh, of our sponsor there. Um, Ian, I love this rum. This is really delicious. This is one of the better... Um, you know, brand for a brand that we d- didn't really know anything about yeah. coming into this, it's one of the better surprises I think we've had. I like, you know, it's so smooth, <clears throat> but there's a slight boozy edge right yes. at the beginning of it that well, I really you, enjoy. You mentioned how it didn't really have the rum hug or the whiskey hug on on the back, and it doesn't. No, it's right up front. But you get that little booziness up front. Little booziness up front, right mm. on the tip of the tongue, which is really unusual. Yeah, it really so. is. Great stuff. All right, let's go through one one more of these uh, whiskeys, and then we'll have. Uh, Dealt with the bottom ten when we come back. We got a lot of whiskey to cover here in our final segment. Uh, at number eleven, the Balblair, fifteen year old. There's something for everyone, they say in this whiskey. Citrus brightness acting as a deft foil for darker, earthy notes. It's a one hundred and twenty dollar bottle, which wow. I'll point out is only one click higher on the list than the twenty five dollar uh, whiskey that we just talked about. So. That comes in at number 11. It's going to take us a while to get through these, so we may have a kind of a long final segment because we do have drinking news coming up. And we also, of course, my friends, will be bringing you, with with great excitement and anticipation, um, the Anchor Brewing Company special Christmas sale. So we'll take a break and be right back. It's Smoking and Toasting. Welcome back. I never get the timing of the drum beat right when I'm trying to play air drums with that, but I love it. A little pale for you there, my friends. Welcome back. It's uh, it's smoking and toasting. We are the uh, program that's all about craft beer, fine spirits, and hand rolled cigars. We have talked about all of those on the show today. A fine spirit we just had with the bamboo rum, and uh, Ian mentioned by the way that when you go back from the bamboo to the Austin Beer Works IPA, it turns into a wonderful chocolatey concoction, doesn't it? Yeah, it's bizarrely chocolatey, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> it's very cool. <laughs> it's cool how that, how that happens. We are brought to you by MyCigarShirts.com, available on the web with shirts starting under $20 because uh, cigars. cigars. Ian, do you want to open beer first I, or I, grab the ukulele? Oh, are we going to do news? It's drinking news time, my friend. Okay, we already have some drinks, so let's do let's do drinking okay. news first. Yeah, I got a little tiny bit of this rum that I'm going to sip while you serenade us with the drinking news theme song. Drinking news, drinking news. Now it's time for drinking news. Drinking news, drinking news. <laughs> now it's time for drinking news. Grab a cup while we gather round, saddle up while we drink them down. I've got a story and I swear it's true, so now it's time for drinking news. Yes. Drinking news. Now, I was building up suspense there. Did you like that? I liked it. It worked drinking for me. News. <laughs> drinking news. Now it's time for drinking news. Cheers, y'all. Welcome to Drinking News. It is our segment on the program where we present to you a uh, news story that we assume is real. Let's put it this way. We, we, we don't get it from, like, The Onion 
or one of those sites where you know that it's fake. <laughs> I uh, love the onion. Uh, the onion's great. Um, <laughs> but we don't get it from one of those sites, and we don't get it from a place that we know to be you know, fake news. We try to get it from somewhere on the internet or uh, in some kind of a news publication that we can at least ascribe that it is most likely a real story. Now, I don't know what your story's about, but is this more of a rum drinking or a beer drinking, drinking yeah, news? I, th- I think this could really go either way. I really do. I don't know that it leans more rum or so, more beer. So it's so. more of a, a rum and beer boilermaker? I think boilermaker is not Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to do that. I'm not <laughs> <gonna>. <laughs> okay, so uh, there are. Uh, whenever we do drinking news, we always try to bring along a photo, and I'll have Adam put it up during, uh, during the drinking news segment. Most of the time, that will enhance your enjoyment of drinking news. So if you're like Josh and you're just listening, you know, you can still enjoy the story, but you know the photo if you're watching makes it even more uh, interesting and and fun cuz drinking news after all is news stories that may or may not be about drinking but that are best enjoyed when you are when drinking when you are drinking and yes. these today's story is two things number 1 it's not about drinking but number 2 it's one where the photo is worth a thousand words so i would encourage you if you listen to the audio version of this show it's worth your while to go find it on youtube later and look at this photo because the photo is brilliant. I can't wait till drinking news just evolves to us showing a photo on and and, and laughing. On. Yeah, <laughs> like just going, well, okay, here's can't the say anything about yeah, that. It's like an internet <laughs> meme or something. All right, so today's drinking news is holiday themed. Oh, I just spilled my beer. That's not a good thing. Look at uh, this handy look, dandy who, towel. Who brought that towel along? That's I don't know a, where that towel came thing. from, but. Uh, Hopefully they don't mind having I'm beer so or whiskey in it. I'm so glad it's here. Um, so, you know, uh, it is a holiday-themed drinking news. This is the time of year, although it's being done a little differently this year because of the uh, pandemic. This is the time of year that kids go sit on Santa's lap and, you know, families gather for holiday family photos. Or maybe you try to take a photo of the kids with a familiar Christmas or or holiday figure. Maybe it's Rudolph, maybe it's Santa, maybe it's a manger scene, you know, whatever works for you in your particular set of of Christmas beliefs and values. The Grinch, for example, has become an iconic pop culture character associated with with, uh, Christmas. It turns out that while the cartoon version of the Grinch might be very enjoyable to children, seeing the Grinch in real life might not be quite as much fun. Before you go any further... I just want to point out, you know the guy that uh, did the narration and the voice for the song of the original? Yes, Boris Karloff. No. No? I can't remember the guy's name off the top of my head, but he's the same guy that did the Tony Ti- the Tiger. They're uh, great. They're great. It's not Boris Karloff. Thurl Ravenscroft. That's the one. Dude, I get points for that. How did you just remember I did, that? I get points for that. That's big. <laughs> How did I remember that after drinking the bamboo? I don't know. Maybe it was because of the bamboo <laughs> that I was able to remember. See... Ladies and gentlemen, after you drink enough, you get to a point that we like to call the knowing, where you know everything. (laughs) I love the knowing. The problem is it's a very thin gray line when you're in the knowing and you move on to the forgetting. Yes. It it doesn't take long from the one to the other. Now, it doesn't mean you forget everything. It means you will tomorrow. Yes, exactly. That's exactly (laughs) what it means. So Shamika Ailes shared pictures from a Christmas-themed photo shoot. That featured a surprise guest from our friend, the Grinch, or someone dressed as the Grinch. So it turns out that the Mississippi mother of three ended up with photos, uh, well, that looked a little something like this. Adam, please, 
and uh, I just it'll take you because of the delay from the streaming. <laughs> it'll do, so that that photo is worth a gazillion words, is it not? And I'm not trying to make fun of the little girl. She's clearly terrified. Oh, I know. But Poor that's girl. Just, but that's just funny. That's, That's just funny. <laughs> so funny. Um, her mother wrote on Facebook that the daughter will laugh at these when she gets older. <laughs> the shoot began with the young girl sitting on a couch that had been set up outside near some trees. There's two green pillows on the couch and one that says Merry Grinchmas. There are also some other Christmas-themed decorations set, set up. As she sits on the couch, couch, a person wearing the Grinch costume slowly sneaks up behind her. you gotta, you got to admit, now, there was probably a little bit nefarious. Happen. She must have. I mean, she's got Merry Grinchmas on the... Mm-hmm. On the pillow, right? Now, I will say, uh, you you know my best friend Dave. We've had him on the show yes. before. Uh, Dave is a Grinch fanatic. He loves the Grinch. He refers to his home as Mount Crumpet. Uh, he uh, he's got all kinds of Grinch, you know, T-shirts, and and he's got a little, you know, Grinch figurine that sits on the dash of his car. Like he's totally into it. So I understand the fascination with the Grinch. Although for my money, the original cartoon. Narrated by Thurl Ravenscroft. Is, One. That's the real Grinch. Hundred yeah, percent. That's the real Grinch. I, you know, I, I saw the Jim Carrey movie. It was okay, but but that's not the real Grinch. The real Grinch. Although the the Grinch in this photo looks much more like the Jim Carrey version <laughs> than the uh, uh, than you the know, cartoon version. Okay, so hey. the Jim Carrey version, I could have really really gotten behind it if they didn't change the song. Yes. They killed You've the song. Got to keep they, that original song. Like they could have updated it a little bit. Mm-hmm. But what yeah, they you could did see them rocking to it, it out a little bit, or you what know. they did to it was just mm-hmm. bad. Like the "You're a Mean One, Mr. Grinch" song needs to be that. Yes, it's uh, it, it's iconic. Yes, it's a thing that should not be changed. I noticed you're finishing up that IPA. I there. just poured all of it. Yes, that's a pretty good IPA. It's really it? damn good. <laughs> all right, let's go through these last whiskeys, shall we? At number ten. Uh, Ab Aberfeldy, 18-year-old French red wine cask finished. Aberfeldy, 18-year-old, at $120. It is a scotch. It is a secondary cask, tricky and tinkering with a whiskey that has already achieved 18 years of age, so that's even riskier, they say. Uh, but they did it, and it worked. Scored a 93 at $120 per bottle. At number nine, go ahead. That was subtle but wonderful, and I'm very excited about this final uh, <laughs> about this final uh, beer here today, this Christmas ale. Compass Box, the Peat Monster. It's a sixty-five dollar bottle of uh, Scotch. This I've uh, had of uh, of uh, whiskey. Uh, do you like the Peat Monster, sir? Well, I like peat. Right, you're a peat guy, and so I like the Peat Monster. Okay, I like it a lot, and it is a Petey Beast, that it, is for sure. It is a blended malt from Scotland. It's not a single malt, but it's a blended malt. And it prices in at about $65. At number eight, Kilbegan Single Pot Still. A $45 Irish whiskey single pot still uh, coming in at number eight. Have you had Kilbegan? I have not. I have never had single pot still, I don't think. Can I look at the... Yep, uh, there's the picture right there. Kilbegan? I've had a Kilbegan before, but I've not had, I think, that. I think it had a green label. It's such a wonderful name. It's a, it's so Irish. It's yes. absolutely fantastic. At number seven, I think you may be familiar with this one, Elijah Craig's Straight Rye. Oh, yeah. In at number seven. It is a $30 bottle. In at number seven on this list of the 20 top whiskeys of 2020. If you buy a bottle that says Elijah Craig, 
Yeah. It's going to be good. Whether it's the straight ride or, or it doesn't matter. Yeah. Doesn't matter. It just doesn't it's matter. It's going to be good. All right. Let's take a break before we hit the top six. And this smells like your oven after you've cooked Christmas dinner and cookies. Oh, uh, yeah. It really does. You can get a little of those Christmas uh, holiday spices on the nose, but it's more than but that. But there's a it's little savory in there, too, that. almost. Yes. It's, uh-huh. a, it's an interesting thing. It's almost like the. Like the ham and the yeah, and, and a little bit and, of the turkey maybe and, yeah or turkey and then uh by the way speaking of turkey, we did at our house this year for Thanksgiving, we did the turkey from uh um uh from the oh what is it the the Cajun place um raging Cajun oh yeah oh my God. Cajun, you spicy, fried turkey. spicy and delicious fried turkey. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Fried turkey, and I don't know if the rest of the country. Now we're in Houston, so fried turkey to us, yeah, it's normal, pretty damn normal. Yeah, right. if you've never had fried turkey, holy cow balls, go get some. Yeah, it's it's really a different experience. Like it is so good. Yeah, it's, it'll, really it's so good. Experience. It'll make you take back shit you didn't even steal. <laughs> it's good to like, know. It's good to know. It is so good. But that being said, we did a traditional. Uh, turkey at the house and stuffed it with basically mom's recipe stuffing and it was amazing. Mm-hmm. It's so good that my brother who hasn't been in town for Thanksgiving in uh, uh, over 10 years when he comes into town for Christmas we're just going to make him a Thanksgiving turkey. Ian please taste this beer. This tastes like you just had your whole Christmas dinner and now you're sitting down with a coffee I was going to say, if if fruitcake were good, this is what it would taste like. You know? <laughs> I mean, it's got so much going on. It's so complex in there. You're right that there's a definite coffee note. But but like you described on the nose, there's some meatiness to this. And I know that there's doesn't almost, necessarily sound good, but it is. There's almost... Let me, let me say something to you that's going to startle you a little bit. Mint jelly. Ooh. Think Maybe about, that's why I'm thinking of the meat thing. Maybe it's the mint jelly that's sending. Think about that my taste on the, on the uh, retro hail, especially mm-hmm. the mint jelly, because mm. it's got a sweet fruitiness to it. And fruitcake is a good also thing, a good also thing, a good also uh, comparison. Uh, but then there's that coffee note that finishes the whole thing mm-hmm. up and leaves you with a coffee aftertaste. It's I'm just going to really- say that this brewery never disappoints with their holiday uh, beer. It's always good. This is the 46th uh, annual Our Special Ale. They've done this for 46 years. From the brewery at Anchor, this ale made with natural flavors features a different recipe and (laughs) and tree every year. But the intent which we offer, oh, the intent which we offer it is the same joy. And celebration of the newness of life. Uh, I'm pausing at weird places on this because I'm reading across the label at the very top of the neck, which means and you I have, have to keep to turning it in order to go back like at the uh, yeah, almost entirely it. around to do it every time. It. Trees symbolize the winter, uh, winter solstice, solstice yep. uh, when the earth, with its seasons, appears born anew. The tree, the three graces. Representing uh, radiance, joy, and flowering are that's, giant that's the sequoias. Plant on the front. Yep, giant sequoias. Uh, what John Muir called uh, columns of sunshine in California's uh, Mariposa Grove. 
Their synergistic beauty is awe-inspiring. And so is the beer, by the I way. Didn't this is delicious. I didn't realize the trees on here changed every year. Yeah, so I the think the trees, the date, they're always kind realize... of a, the green tree outline and, the, and that Well, I and remember the that there's always a tree on there, but I didn't realize that like, mm -hmm. they changed the tree. And these giant sequoias are really, really pretty awesome. Yeah, and, and the beer is pretty awesome, too. The beer is, this is different from what they've done year after year. Yes, this it is. This is way more coffee. A I don't remember their coffee. beer ever being quite as coffee. I remember their beer being spicy. I remember their beer even being savory a little bit, but I don't remember them having a huge coffee profile in their I felt like before. some of the previous years have been more like a strong ale, mm -hmm. whereas this is definitely more of a stout or porter vibe to it, especially with this the coffee. This is like a coffee porter um, mm -hmm. with, with spices added, yeah. or almost and like a Christmas ale with coffee. I have a, a problem, apparently, with my glass. Oh, I thought you were toasting me. Yeah, no, I, I, and I'm happy to do that, but I don't have anything in the glass. Let me fix that, that for you, sir. That being the problem that I did I mentioned. pour gently. Yes, you did. Um, it feels big. Does it say what the ABV is? Um, it says, it says Anchor Brewing Company, 7%. Mm. So it's it's not huge, but so it's So it's about enough. like a normal IPA in it terms is. of ABV. Yeah, I think this one is definitely more more porter or even stout based. Yeah, um, yeah. it is. It is very porterish. It's got that dark bitterness at the end. It's the coffee, but maybe that stout, almost kind of an espresso, over um, uh, roasted malt mm -hmm. kind of feel mm. to it. Uh, it's a thinner mouthfeel than I expect from the tape, from the uh, nose on it, and from right. the absolutely from from the booziness. But it's not distracting. The... It's also not super uh, carbonated. It. it it's actually a bit more drinkable than you might think. You know what I mean by that? Yeah. Uh, in other words, you could you could finish this bottle and say, I think I'll have another one. Yeah, when you look at it, it looks very dark and roasty. I mean, it's yeah. almost black. Yeah, it almost looks like a cup of coffee. Like with even it. up to the light, I mean, it's, it's almost black. That's terrific. It's terrific. All right, Ian. Let's go it's through. Been a these, good day for beer. Let's go through these final. I may have. To, we may have to save the paste list for another show. It takes a while to well, go. Well, we got one 20. more. We got one more week before we're off for the holidays. That's right. So we'll. we'll, we'll so we'll and next week is going to be our list of lists, right? Right. And next week we're going to be. Next week you and I will be doing uh, gift giving uh, lists. So for cigars, for uh, spirits, and for craft beer, mm -hmm. as well as you know t-shirts and hoodies. So, uh, all right, let's. We've got six more to go on this whiskey advocate list uh, at number six is a $47 bottle of single malt it's the Ardbeg five-year-old wee beastie I haven't tried the wee beastie the wee beastie have you I have seen a bottle this? of Ardbeg at the yeah. house but mm -hmm. I haven't had the wee beastie uh, it's got a youthful age statement they say may take many scotch drinkers by surprise but don't let double-digit bias prevent you from enjoying this exciting yet easy drinking peat bomb is what they say about number six Ardbeg uh, with the wee beastie at number six. At number five, $60 bottle of wild turkey rare breed barrel proof straight rye. I'm going to go ahead and chime in on this. Okay. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. And so you've had this particular oh, expression. Yes. A rare breed bourbon enjoys notoriety as a great value, and this new rye stands shoulder to shoulder with it. A gift for wild turkey fans from master distillers Jimmy and Eddie Russell. Not chill filtered, so it's even more full bodied and rich. Mint, eucalyptus, pine, and cedar chest mingle with sliced orange, candied strawberry, and sweet pecans on the nose, so, and that profile carries over. All right, first off, wild turkey. Mm hmm. It's delicious anyway. Mm hmm. 
And you know what? Yes, it's generally 101 proof. Put a little water in it. What do you say to the people who say, well, wild turkey, that's kind of like what my grandpa drank. Yeah, your grandfather had good taste. <laughs> okay. So good the enough. deal is, we used, to, we used to drink wild turkey in the garage uh, on Christmas Eve. They used to be like our thing. All the guys would be out in the garage, what we call manland, and, and we'd sit out there and just smoke pipes and cigars and and drink yeah. wild turkey but we would do shots of it all the time so i i always had kind of a bad taste in my mouth about wild turkey then i actually sat down and tasted it and stopped looking at the label mm-hmm. wild turkey's delicious mm-hmm. also they make a bottle called forgiven oh uh, yes which is forgiven yes amazing yeah and then rare breed is amazing okay. buy wild turkey it's awesome at number four at fifty dollars Bullet Blenders Select. I haven't had the Blender Select. Now, Bullet is uh, is a pretty big deal. There's nothing you know. wrong with Bullet. Yeah. Uh, they say Blender uh, Ebony Measure makes her mark with this limited edition whiskey that incorporates three distillates, all at least nine years old. And uh, so they uh, mentioned raspberry, chocolate, mint, confectioner's sugar, and candied pecans on the nose and the palate. Nice. So I like Bullet uh, at 50, and Bullet is B-U-L-L-E-I-T for yes. those who uh, aren't familiar with this brand. And if you're not, you probably should be, especially if you If you like rye whiskey, whiskey, Bullet should be on your shelf in the first place. A $65 bottle shows up at number three on the list. It's Ben Ryak's The Smoky 12. Uh, I've, I have a bottle of Ben Rick at the uh, house, but it's not that one. Uh, they say Ben Rack is a sleeper of a single malt, but that's about to change. This is part of a 2020 relaunch of its core line. It grabbed the writer's attention with its sophistication, breadth of flavors, and lovely refinement. So, uh, very smoky. They say both Pete Lovers and the Pete Wary can both enjoy this particular uh, You gotta whiskey. love that. So, yeah. Kind of like, remember the... Uh, the one that we tried when uh, Christian Alave was here, when we uh, when we tried the Jura, the, he had one of those distillates that was just a little smoky, but wasn't too peaty. Remember that? It was it was really quite good. So, uh, one to enjoy. At number two, Ian, I think you're going to be excited. At sixty dollars per bottle, the Knob Creek Twelve Year Old. That's a good bottle. It really is a good bottle. Uh, until now, they say most Knob Creek has been bottled at nine years or younger, and for good reason. There's no guarantee that bourbon will taste good after a dozen years in the barrel, let alone great. Uh, this one is richly complex, they say, from the start. York peppermint patty, that's very specific. Uh, raisins, baking spice, dark chocolate-covered cherries, iced tea, and tobacco appear on the nose, followed by a chewy full palate laden with cinnamon, allspice, and ginger. Perfectly balanced with sweet berry, cobbler, chocolate, ganache, and caramel. Think about think about how complex that is. I, I think we both know that the nine-year-old is is one that's always on my shelf. Well, it's it's a fantastic whiskey. So this is the twelve-year. Have you had the twelve-year? The twelve-year is just more of the more mm-hmm. awesomeness. When it's awesome, and then it's more awesome. It's more awesomer. That is more awesomer. You're hundred percent right. At number one. In Whiskey Advocates, top 20 whiskeys of 2020. Number one. Larceny Barrel Proof, Batch B52, uh, Batch B520. Uh, it's a $50 straight bourbon from Kentucky. It scored a 95 in their ratings. 
And here's what they say. They say, wheated bourbons, which feature wheat rather than rye as their secondary grain to corn, have attracted legions of devotees in recent years, despite being a relatively few compared to their rye counterparts. Wheaters like Pappy Van Winkle have achieved rock star status, putting them out of reach for many of us. So when we taste a widely available wheated bourbon that displays the soft, sweet, fruity profile of the style, we take note, Larceny Barrel Proof, our Whiskey of the Year delivers on weeded bourbon's appeal and then some. I want to give them uh, a hands-down um, seal of approval from me. Yeah. Not that that means a whole lot to them, oh. but uh, for for putting up a whole list of whiskeys that are amazing. Yeah. And they're not all... I don't think any of them are uh, allocated that are hard to get. I, I don't think any of these were were either allocated or over a hundred dollars. Yeah. In fact, I, I think most awesome. of them, most of them were in the sixty dollar and under range. I think, yeah, and I think that a lot of these, like, I get it. If you're if you're looking at uh, if you're looking at lists of the best whiskeys of the world and stuff, yeah, there's going to be stuff that's out of reach. Right. But I do love a list. That gives you a good realistic view of what you can go down to your local store Attainable. and buy, yeah. and it doesn't Attainable. matter if you're here in Houston, or if you're in um, Saskatchewan, or if you're in you know like you can actually get this stuff. Saskatchewan is just fun to say. That's why I chose the name of that city. I think it's much more fun to say than you know uh, Dallas. <laughs> Almost everything. <laughs> Almost everything's more fun to say than Dallas. Uh, why, do they, why do you think they call it the Metroplex? The Metroplex is so much more fun to say than uh, than Dallas. Um, so I have to, I have to just give a huge props to uh, the folks at Anchor Brewing. I don't think they get enough credit for being such an early trailblazer when it comes to craft beer. I don't think they get as much credit as, as they deserve with that. There's a couple breweries um, out there. That did it no matter what. Right. Back, even way when, before it was the even, cool thing to do. Yes. Mm-hmm. Way, and stuck through. I, I don't uh-huh. know how long Anchor Brewery's been in uh, in existence. Well, this this particular Christmas ale is like, what, 46, did they say? 40-something yeah. years old? So they've been doing just this for uh, almost 50 years. That's a pretty big deal. Yeah, I just, uh, like, there's certain breweries. Like Shiner, uh, Spotsil Brewery. Shiner, Shiner Bach yeah. has been available for a very long time. Since I, it went the 40s? Mm-hmm. 20s? Mm-hmm. Something like that. And and if you look at uh, a, um, lot, a lot of the... Uh, uh, Yangling has been Yangling. around forever. Anchor. Yeah. And Anchor, not only that, they created a style of beer that no one else even makes. Which was the steam beer. The steam, yeah. And it's yeah. great beer. It really is great beer. And, so. and this Christmas beer that they put out is exceptional every yeah. year. I mean... We've been doing this show for what, like now, five Christmases now, and this has been it. We've had it every year, and it's been amazing. And I'll tell you, I was a little, I was a little worried because I was looking for it this year, and the only version of it that I had seen was in the. There's a very cool little market that's downstairs in my bu- building, and they have a really nice beer selection, but they had this only. They had they didn't have the six packs. What they had was a Magnum bottle. That looked like one of those uh, huge champagne oh, yeah. bottles. That's like a yeah. and eighty I, bucks or something. Yeah, and I was thinking, even if I was willing to spring for the price, we can't drink that much beer here on Smoking and Toast. Like, there's just no way we, 
it's too much of it would go to waste. So I was really worried about it. Fortunately, Specs had this, and I was able to uh, pick up a six-pack of it. So, uh, so very excited to be able to bring that in on the show today. Well, we have a lot more lists to cover, my friends. We have, uh, we have the Pace Magazine list of whiskeys for 2020, which we didn't even get into. We've got lists of rye whiskey. We've got lists of beers that the brewers want. So it'll be list mania for the next several weeks here on Smoking and Toasting. We will be back next Thursday with our final show before a Christmas holiday break. And Ian and I will both be bringing you a list of what we feel are really good ideas for holiday gift giving. If you want to give cigars, we'll give you some good cigar ideas for the cigar people on your holiday gift list. We'll give you uh, spirit uh, ideas for people on your spirit gift list. And uh, last but not least, craft beer ideas for people on your mm. uh, on your craft beer list. And I do want to encourage you, if you're giving beer as a gift this year, and please do, especially if you're giving gifts to me. Um, <laughs> but we want to encourage you to make sure that you are supporting independent craft breweries, and not just out of a need to be snobby and 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 uh, you know be a bit of a beer snob, but because these guys really need our help to yeah. make it through the rest of this pandemic and emerge on the other side still brewing. Trust me, a world without these wonderful small craft breweries that we have in our neighborhoods here in our city is, is not a world I'm really excited about living in. Uh, it's It's been so much better since these guys opened up and got creative and, and began doing all the things that they're doing. So support them, please, if you can. Uh, I want to thank everybody for coming here for the show this week. It has been a lot of fun. Ian, we really, really scored high on all the beers and, and spirits again all the today. today were so we've good. had a couple of weeks like that in a row, and it's always so much it's fun. Nice. Yeah, it really is. Bamboo, which we've learned out is all uh, we learned is all about spices, which uh, makes total sense to me because they're all in the drink list. And then. then and a note from OnStark. Yes. Uh, Shiner was 1909. 1909. Yeah, that's over 100 wow. years. Uh, Bruce, happy holidays, my friend. Yes. Uh, uh, great to hear from you. We want to wish all of you happy holidays, and thanks to Adam behind the wheels of steel. OnStark uh, also says Yangling 1829. Well, there you go. It is the oldest brewery in America, correct? Oldest operating brewery. Operating and it's been brewery. operating ever since continuously. Yeah. Gotta love that. You just got to love that. My friends, have a wonderful week. Thank you for being a part of Smoking and Toasting. We'll be back with our uh, big final holiday show, and uh, we look forward to it. Oh. <laughs> I think I, me and the producer just ran into each yeah, other. Yeah, but that's okay. That's all right. Let me land you with this. All right. Cheers, y'all. Cheers, y'all. Have a great week, my friends. <laughs> Oh, see, I we have that booster left. Oh, that. Fantastic. I did save a little bit of that. What's that? I saved a little bit of that. Wow. Oh, man. I don't know if anybody else enjoyed that show, but I should.